0: Hey, I hope everybody is doing well. I know this has been quite the year. And to make sure, like right now, like stop and make sure, write this down. 212-931-5731. So much of getting the first mover advantage in my world, or to just get a random text that makes you feel better. I've been blown away by the random text to make you feel better, what that's meant to tens of thousands of you and how that's impacted your day. So if you wanna smile, or if you want an advantage, check me out on my text platform, 212-931-5731. Text it and follow the directions that I reply to you with. And uh, and I appreciate all of you that have been on the community platform with me. And here is your podcast. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Hey, podcast. Joe from Team Gary here. Today's episode is our series, Monday Marketing Takes, which features special assortment of essential marketing tips, key insights, as well as interviews with some of the key players from around the world in marketing. Today's episode features the chief brand officer of the WWE, Stephanie McMahon. Enjoy. She's won more awards than we can mention. We'd be here all day. Welcome, Stephanie.
1: Thank you. Can you hear me? Am I on? you are super on. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you, Gary? Thank you, Andrea, for that introduction. That was um, pretty, pretty spectacular. Sounds like something we'd do in the ring. Am I blushing? You can see I'm blushing.
0: Not yet, but w- but one thing that uh, one thing to make you blush as a hardcore WWE fan for my whole life, as Andrea was doing the intro, you know, talking about leadership. A lot of times, people, whether it's Me Too, Black Lives Matter, they react after the fact, and then there's leadership that reacts prior to when they're supposed to, or when the lights are on. You know, as as Andrea was entering you, I was smiling because the female aspect of the WWE universe is so advanced at this point. I want you to talk about it. But what I was thinking in my mind is like, that is so true. Because when I was growing up, Wendy Richter and the Fabulous Moolah got some spotlight, but there just wasn't that much else. And to watch what's transformed in the organization, um, over the last two decades on this front, and even the way women were positioned and things. It's just incredible what's happened. Please elaborate.
1: Absolutely. Well, it really started with how we started to train and recruit our female athletes. You know, we wanted the most elite athletes from both a male and female standpoint, and we started training them the same as the men and mm. giving them the same opportunities, the same match time, which, like anything else, the more reps you have, the better you're going to get. And what happened is at NXT, which started off as our developmental brand and evolved into our third global brand, the women started really stealing the show. And uh, there were chants of this is wrestling and women's wrestling. I remember- So then on Raw and SmackDown, and this is actually uh, February 2015, we had a women's tag match, which lasted all of 30 seconds in a three hour show, which was unfortunately the norm. And our audience started a hashtag called Give Divas a Chance that trended worldwide for three days, demanding more screen time, better athleticism, better storylines, better character development for our women. And uh, oh. our, our chairman and CEO, my father, who you know well, Gary Vincent, <laughs> responded at the highest level and said, we hear you keep watching. Hashtag Give Divas a Chance.
0: Steph, I'm really curious. We have, we have some really interesting, you know, parallels with Growing up in a family business, just out of my own curiosity, just knowing there's a lot of different people watching that are in family businesses. Your dad, such an icon. Your your grandfather, such an icon. You know, as you were maybe for the people that are watching right now, because there's a mix of entrepreneurs, executives. There's such a mix on this show. Which kudos to Andrea and team for creating this environment. Um, When did your dad start listening to you? It's really as simple as that. Like knowing your dad is such a force. Like how did you? How did you go navigate that? Like, like I, I, my dad actually gave me a lot of room cause I got in at 14 and really proved myself. And even when he was giving me a lot of room, any room he didn't give me for something that I wanted was a frustrating point. It's family dynamics. How did that evolve for you where, where your voice became bigger at the table? How was that process for you? Because I think within that story, and obviously so many people know the two of you, it might help somebody who's going through it right now where they just can't get their parent to give them that look.
1: I think I'm still fighting for it, honestly, Gary. It's not <laughs> like I have a bigger voice at the table. That's for sure. Um, but I would
0: assume, Stephanie, and I'm sorry to interrupt. It's probably yeah. bigger than it was five or seven years ago. To your point, like my dad, like my dad still also, in all my accolades, pushes against some of my ideas. You know, I-, I respect that. I understand that. But I would assume it is a little bit bigger than it used to be. No. Yeah, for
1: sure, you know, and I think it, you know, it it ebbs and flows, and, um, you know, it's complicated. Family business is super complicated, especially when you have such a strong personality, as you were mentioning before in your own business with you as the boss, when your boss has such a a strong personality and is such an an icon. And, you know, my dad grew up in a trailer park, and, and he truly lived the American dream and took what was a Northeast regional territorial business and turned it into this global phenomenon, 108 countries and 28 languages. We have, you know, the WW network, one of the first to launch an OTT service behind Netflix and Hulu because he took a calculated risk betting on himself and his business. Fourth most viewed YouTube channel in the world over a billion social media followers. That's that's because of him and his vision. And it takes someone strong who makes quick decisions, you know, to, to hearken back to your previous conversation and who's just truly driven, but who also listens. And I think- hundred
0: percent. Yeah, one of the- key- I, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just wanna, I think praise is always fun when you get to hear it. Literally, because I realized somewhere in my thirties that I had the knack of understanding where attention was. There are very few people in the history of business that understood attention better than your father, whether it was Saturday morning, whether it was cartoons, whether it was Saturday night's main event, whether it was MTV, whether it was Cyndi Lauper or Liberace with like, like it, it's so intuitive to me. It's how I built my universe. Like I, I would argue that your father as an executive from afar, analyzing almost everybody, is one of the great listeners, even though when he talks, he talks with conviction and I'm sure very much juice. And I'm again, knowing family businesses, but like, it's funny you said that I actually put your dad's listening skills at the height of modern culture. Agreed. And, and
1: he doesn't just listen to, he listens to fans. He listens to the live audience, He listens on social media, but he also listens to our employees, you know, and he's always said, you never know where a great idea is going to come from. So he solicits that that opinion. You know, he talks to people. He really speaking, does. And I
0: speaking think- of leadership, does um do you feel that like your father, do you feel you, do you feel that your husband are good at admitting they're wrong? I've been thinking a lot about listeners. Listeners actually stunningly don't mind being wrong. How how does that play out in your leadership style or the other leaders? So for
1: me personally, um, I am very transparent, and I own mistakes, and I think that that's really important. Um, I think that you know, there's a difference between being wrong and making mistakes, and I know that that's a, a subtlety in semantics, but I do think human psychology plays into that, um, you know. And uh, again, just going back to to Vince, you know, he believes in sunk cost, so if you've made a mistake. Mm-hmm something isn't working, stop throwing good money after bad. Mm. Just move on. You know, learn the lesson that you're supposed to learn and then apply it. You can always make mistakes, but don't make the same mistake twice. Step he on that. Uh, Please. excuses are never tolerated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this is now. I'm just, uh, Andre, I'm sorry. I'm getting extremely selfish here. Everybody's watching. I'm sorry. This is, I'm just nerding out too much. Step, genuinely back to like learning and watching audience. Let's give somebody a huge shout out. In your, in your career watching the talent. Who, uh, who most pleasantly surprised you from the raw human they were when they walked in and started doing undercards to the superstar they became? Who were you most impressed with where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of X or Y. They came here as a young kid or bushy eyed or maybe even came from a different league and had too much ego and then you watch them adjust and become more humble and like who really, really as a talent did you see listened, whether it was from your dad, you, you know, Hunter, you know, or the audience or who listened the most in the last decade or two that you really were incredible with, like well, I'm impressed not
1: sure with? That they listened the most. I mean, there's so many stories I could tell throughout time. I mean, even Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was, you know, the ringmaster and he was standing at and he tells this story of he was watching somebody in the ring and I'm, I'm not sure who it was, and he looked over at, at Vince and he said, hey, you should really give that kid a push. they really got something. And, you know, my dad looked back and he said, well, all I can provide is the opportunity. The rest is up to him. And Austin said that's when the light bulb went off for him. Like, <laughs> oh, this is really about me and my ability to listen and my ability to grow my brand. And I think the talent that we have today have, More of an opportunity than anybody ever did before because of social media, because they recognize the opportunity to build their own brand and their own voice, both in and outside of the ring. Because the more people are engaged with you as a person, as an individual, which again I think is an evolution, you know, the more they're going to want to see you perform, or they're going to want to hear you talk, or or see you, you know, in the ring. Um, But I also think you know Becky Lynch is is a huge. Mm. I could name so many. Drew McIntyre. I mean mm-hmm. he was here and then he left and and okay, he went and he has truly learned so much and matured you know as an individual to now come back and be champion
0: let's uh let's finish with this so many businesses big and small pivoting during covid you know just watching again because I have so much more knowledge as a fan the pivoting that the organization has done what have you learned about this 150 days about your organization or about changing your mind or pivoting or adjusting or never saying never? What's the biggest learning point? Uh, Because obviously the way you're producing today is so different than ever before. What's the biggest insight that you can learn uh, from the macro? Uh,
1: Well, I think for WWE, you know, we never went off the air. So we've continued to produce seven hours of content every single week at a minimum for our television partners for USA Network and Fox. And, um, you know, including our pay-per-views. WrestleMania went from being at Raymond James Stadium and what was supposed to be in front of 80,000 people to being performed in our performance center, which is essentially a warehouse. And we took it to two days over one with absolutely no fans in the audience. Um, I think the ability to be fluid, um, the ability to, um, you know, make changes quickly, the ability to listen, and then sticking to your mission And reimagining your business, but staying true to what your mission is. And WWE's mission is to put smiles on people's faces the world over. It's something that we take very seriously. We've we've considered a responsibility to stay on the air to entertain our fans. In the safest way possible, as long as we can be safe for our crew, employees, and performers.
0: I love that. Steph, uh, just another fun question. How about you as a a human between either e-commerce or your own media consumption? I think all of us. Yep. Our behavior has changed during this time. Is there, some, is there any product you now buy online that's delivered that you never considered pre-COVID and you're in love with the experience? Or is there some show on Netflix or Hulu or some app that you're playing with? Just you, the human being, what's a new behavior, a consumer behavior that you can feel that you've uh, established during this time?
1: I've definitely uh, transitioned more to digital consumption. I think that you know you can look at all of the trends, and everyone always assumed it was going to go that way. But I think it's pivoted, you know, three to five times faster than you know than would have happened without COVID. And and I'm certainly a, a part of that transition. When I do watch, you know, programming on linear television now, I'm like, oh commercial yeah like where do they come from you know and and that's not to say anything against our advertising partners i think it's going to force the ad industry really to partner with content creators in a different way to bring an experience you know to the viewers or watchers or fans or consumers whatever it is that is additive to them um, versus you know taking away the time of of their viewing it's going to cause us all to be more creative
0: i agree i appreciate your time i hope you have a wonderful rest of the year, and I can't wait to see you soon.
1: Thank you, Gary. I can't wait to see you too. And Andrea, I called you Andrea. It's Andrea. I, I corrected oh, okay. my She she answered
0: <laughs> all versions. <I'm> Great, right <laughs> like that. I'm from the Midwest, so it's really Andrea Stephanie.
1: Okay, okay. But but one last thing, Gary, back on the women's evolution, it uh, it ultimately wound up with our women headlining and main eventing WrestleMania, which is akin to our Super Bowl or the World Cup, and also having not one, but two women's matches in Saudi Arabia over the past two years. So I think
0: that's pretty strong. Good for you. Thank you so much. All right, episode's over. Please leave a review and subscribe up on Apple. It would mean a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to me. Thank you very much. Thanks, Gary. Today's highlighted review is Thank You by Connor Saxton. I appreciate your view in life and all of your positive attitudes every single day. Thanks for everything you do, Gary. Keep those reviews coming. We could highlight yours next.